Welcome to Inside Independent Publishing. I'm your host, Christopher Locke. I am also the IBPA Director of Membership and Member Services. So if you're an independent publisher who's hoping to sell their books to the libraries, a trade review is a vital component to making that happen. One of the most effective trade reviews to pique a library's interest is a book list review, which is the official book review journal of the American Library Association. Joining us today on Inside Independent Publishing with IBPA is Booklish editor and publisher George Kendall to tell us all about how to land a Booklish review, how you can best leverage a review once you get it, and much more. Welcome, George. How are you? I'm doing great. Thank you so much for having me today. It's a pleasure to be here. Yeah, absolutely. Well, uh, IBP is a big fan of the American Library Association. Uh, in fact, every year we take our members' books to the conference, and uh, it's it's a really great exposure for them to libraries. Well, we thank you for your support. Yeah. Okay. So to start, I wanted to see if you can explain why is it so important for publishers to get a trade review if they want libraries to carry their books? And specifically on that note, if a book does not have a trade review, uh, how likely is it that a library will carry that book? It, it may vary uh, depending on the library. They have collection development policies. And, you know, there are a few well-respected uh, library book review journals. Booklist is one of them, of course. There are a few others. And my understanding on the collection development side at libraries is that, uh, you know, if a book has positive reviews in two or more of those publications, then that book will most likely be added to the library collection. Um, Booklist has been around for you know, since 1905. So it's been well over 100 years and is very well known among the library community. Um, so even if the book list review just, or review just appears in book list, uh, libraries are likely to, to add it to their collection. Yeah. And on that note, I wanted to ask, obviously, book list specifically targets libraries, but let's say someone gets a book list review. Can you use that for if you're trying to also get into bookstores and retailers, or is that like the other trade reviews really are those focused on those other places? Uh, you can, authors and publishers can definitely use the book list review for um, any outlet where they'd like to promote and sell books, including bookstores. And we work with um, several bookstores on that front as well. Okay. Uh, so, Booklist is the official book review journal of the American Library Association. So, I'm just wondering about the circulation of Booklist. Like, is it in every U.S. library? Like, how much exposure is someone getting if they're getting a Booklist review? They're getting quite a bit of exposure. So, you know, our circulation, actual circulation is just under 10,000, but uh, so that's quite a few libraries, but uh, our reviews are licensed as well. So, you know, if collection development department within a library is, you know, using uh, Gale Cengage or other um, providers to find reviews, they'll find book list reviews in that system. So, you know, if a library worker uh, is reading book list and then wants to look online, Baker Taylor or one of the other services uh, for the book review, they'll find our reviews there as well. So they're widely available in pretty much every library. And if someone gets a book list review, uh, you all have a print magazine and a website. So do the reviews automatically show up in both places? How does that work? For reviews that appear in our print issues, they also all appear on the website. We do have some reviews uh, 
that only appear online and there's some reasons for that we have a page budget for print so in some cases we don't have enough pages to print the review and in other cases we get the books too late so we don't have time to get it in a print issue um and so then we put it online so some reviews appear online only and uh, i should remind uh, the listeners that Booklist is a pre-publication review magazine. So we really need books 15 or more weeks out so that we can review them before the publication date so that libraries can understand what books are coming out and and order them before they're available. Oh, yeah. Yeah, I definitely have uh, questions about that. Um, and oh, we can jump right into that. So yeah. it's that's a very important point. So 15 weeks prior. So one question I had about that is does that mean it has to be mailed 15 weeks prior to the, the date or you all have to receive it in your office 15 weeks prior? Well, it, I mean, mailed, I mean, if it takes a couple of days mailing, that's fine. It's not, it doesn't have to be exactly 15 weeks, but many galleys that we receive now are e-galleys. So, you know, we'll read, we'll review books through services like NetGalley or Edelweiss or a PDF that's sent from the publisher um, and, you know, this really happened since the start of the pandemic. We've been receiving quite a few uh, less print galleys in our offices, um, which I think benefits the publishers because it doesn't cost the publisher as much. And for us, it means less physical mail to sort through. But uh, it seems that e-galleys are the way to go going forward. Yeah. And our... Um IBPA has a program with IBPA. Uh, it's called the IBPA NetGalley program. Um, and so it's basically like, yeah, you post your book. It's a digital version of the book as well as the audio book. And then, then there's like a widget, which is like a link that sends uh, people directly to your page. So then I'm assuming mm -hmm. they would just send you all that link that would link to that page. Um, or they send you, uh, what, an EPUB, a PDF? Yeah, that's right. That's yeah. right. And we're, we'll go through some of the guidelines, but just so everyone knows, um, booklistonline.com forward slash get get hyphen reviewed. And we'll put that on mm -hmm. the screen too. Um, mm -hmm. But so there's a lot of guidelines. So we'll go through some, but definitely go to that page and read all of them because we're not going to go through every single one here. Um, and along the lines of the, the this 15 weeks prior, uh, I wanted to ask, so uh, what if your publication date changes? What what happens then? Well, then you know we just need notification of that. I mean, if it, you know, our editors are very in touch with the publishers and authors, and so you know, we'll just let us know, you know, if there's a publication date change or some other concern that that the publisher has. Okay, so they'll be able to reach out to y'all. Um, okay. Mm -hmm. And I want to ask then the concept of this pre-publication. So, I mean, obviously there are some publishers out there who have books and they still want to get into libraries, but the book was published two years ago or something. So, uh, I mean, is there a reason that you all focus specifically on pre-publication? I mean, are librarians really in general mostly just interested in new books or are there just other ways for a book that's already been published to get them into libraries? I'm just interested because, you know, there's some publishers who are like, oh, no, I missed my opportunity. Um, so how, how does that work on your end? Yeah. So, uh, you know, first disclaimer, I'm not a library worker and I don't... Uh, 
you know, have training in collection development. Um, I'm a publisher and I have training in publishing, but um, my understanding after having been, been at Booklist for over four years now is that, you know, for Booklist, we review the new books that are coming out that will be published. Um, there is a collection development discipline, you know, looking at older books, weeding out their, the collection, uh, you know, taking older books off the shelf that maybe don't have a high circulation, that don't have, that aren't on the hold lists, that aren't being read, and then creating room on the shelf for newer books. Um, but we don't focus at Booklist on the older books. Backlist titles are important. I mean, they're great books that have been published several years ago that people want to read. Um, but we don't, we don't often review those in Booklist. Sometimes in special features, uh, like we have a feature named Booklist Backlist, we'll list some of the older books that might be um, appealing for, for audiences. So I wanted to ask about the book that sent, uh, is this an advanced reading copy as in it's not the finished version or can people only send the finished version? It's advanced reading copy. So it doesn't have to be finished. Oftentimes the, the books will, you know, be labeled advanced reading copy. It has, you know, there might be errors, mistakes in copy editing, and we don't, you know, we don't review the book based on, oh, I, we saw a mistake or there should be it should be copy edited a little bit better. We don't review the book based on that um, because we understand it's not the final version. So it's more content then. Yeah. Like the yeah. story. Okay. And then uh, it's free to submit, right? Yes. There's no submission fees to submit. Okay. And I wanted to go back about the different trade publications. So there's obviously book list. Um, and like we were saying, there's some that are kind of more respected that libraries and bookstores and all the places are going to see that name and go, okay, I trust this source. So book list, Kirkus reviews, Ford reviews, library journal. Um, you mentioned that there's different, you know, like other, you know, trade journals. So library journal is another one that targets the library market. So, I mean, but you all, it's the same thing, like in terms of like, um, uh, like, or, or is it very different? Like what people who are submitting their books to library journal versus book list, um, you know, tell me the difference between the two, or maybe there isn't one. Yeah. Well, um, you know, I, I can really only speak to Booklist. I, I don't know. I, mean, I don't work at any of the other publications. Um, I, I know that, uh, you know, Library Journal is, is a mix of, um, you know, book reviews and other content. But at ALA, we're a nonprofit organization. Um, and, you know, for advocacy issues, issues around librarianship and membership, uh, we have a different magazine for that, which is called American Libraries. That's our me membership magazine. So Booklist um, itself really only focuses on, on reviewing books, articles about books, interviews with authors. Um, and we have a lot of ancillary products in addition to Booklist that focus on those things as well. Some of the other publications, like Forward Magazine, I think, focuses more on independent book publishers and self-published books. Um, and there are a couple other publications like that, like Blue Ink Reviews. Um, and Kirkus uh, is, is another publication. They do a great job reviewing, but um, 
you know, I don't, I'm not there, so I can't really say what their policies are. Um, so I don't really, probably shouldn't really speak to that. Yeah. Well, but again, like I said, um, yeah, if, if a library sees a book that's been reviewed in two or three or all of those publications, then it'll definitely be added to their collection. Great. Yeah. And you mentioned self-published books. So I wanted to specify Booklist does independently published books, um, but you all do or do not accept uh, self-published books. We historically have not reviewed self-published books. There's just so many self-published books um, and we're not really set up to handle the volume of those. We do have a partnership with Blue Ink Reviews. So we publish content from Blue Ink Reviews and Booklist. Um, so we'll publish two pages of book Blue Ink Reviews every month in Booklist. Um, you know, some magazines accept payment from authors to publish their reviews and we never do that at Booklist. Um, uh, but uh, historically we have not published self-published books, reviews of self-published books. Okay, yeah. And just so people know, IBPA does have a discount, a $75 discount for Blue Ink Review. And then, um, like you mentioned, you know, some of those might end up um, in you know, booklets. So that's amazing. Um, yeah. And uh, I believe my understanding is that like with Blue Ink, you could it's passed. It could be past the publication date. Um, so that's kind of helpful um, in terms of if you, you know, miss like something like the 15 week deadline um, in advance. Mm -hmm. so that's that's right. Yeah. Yeah. They have Blue Ink Reviews has their own editorial policies. And uh, I think that's right. And it's best to check on their website what those are. But I will say, you know, if a, if a, if an author who's published a book uh, uh, wants to get recognition, we always have opportunities to advertise those books in in Booklist. So that's a different route to getting in front of the Booklist readership. Yes, and I will. I have questions about that as well. Absolutely, yeah. And something I want to mention about um, some people are concerned about paying for a review. So something like Blue Ink Review, um, Publishers Week, Book Life, places like that. Uh, they are paid, but they're done by very respected companies and reviewers. Uh, and some of the same reviewers that, you know, that do the free reviews, um, it's just that, like you were saying, there's so much volume. So mm -hmm. um, in terms of paid, uh, they do still hold weight with libraries, bookstores and such. Uh, you just need to make sure you're doing it with a reputable company because there's, of course, lots of companies out there that are happy to give you a paid review. And then a library or a bookstore is going to go, uh-huh. Never heard of them, so who cares? So um, just be careful with with all that. But Blue Ink Review That's is right. absolutely reputable. Um, so I wanted to get an understanding so people under, you know, they know what they're getting into when they submit. So, I mean, per month, how many books do you all receive that want to get your reviews? And again, they're free. So, uh, I mean, it's probably a lot, right? Well, let's see. So we publish reviews for adult books, uh, youth, uh, all grade ranges, and audio. And um, we do nonfiction and fiction. So uh, we pretty much cover every genre and pretty much the whole gamut of what could possibly be published um, uh, in book world. And we publish approximately 8,000 reviews a year um, in Booklist. Uh, I would have to go back and look at how many total submissions we get. I mean, we get, we don't publish reviews of all the books that we receive. Yeah. Um, there are some editorial decisions that are made. So we receive 
I would say, well over 8,000 a year and publish about uh, 8,000 reviews a year. It varies year to year, of course. Yeah, well, uh, it's definitely um, something to keep in mind in terms of knowing that, okay, um, you know, these these are very coveted. So if you do apply that, you know, there's a chance, uh, maybe even a good chance that you may not be one of the, those selected. But um, in terms of people getting bummed out, um, it doesn't mean you don't have a good book. It's just you all, you can only do so many uh, reviews per year. So, you know, right. um, don't, don't assume that means you, you know, that, that you all don't like their book or something. Um, of course, of course. Yeah. And one of the things, I mean, this is stated in our policies on our website, but one of the things we look at, and you mentioned this at the start, is we're really focused on libraries. So what what we look for is um, you know, quite a few things, but one of the things is, is will this book be important for libraries in terms of collection development, readers, advisory? In addition, you know, is it a good book? Does it have a good story? Is it well-written? All those other things, but is it important for the library to have in its collection as well? Um, so there might be a great book that's just maybe a little esoteric or uh, it's well-written, but maybe not for library and then we may not review it, even though it's a good book. So that, that happens occasionally. Yeah. Well, I wanted to see if you can define that whole of interest to libraries concept a little bit more, mm -hmm. um, because uh, maybe you can help people who are, you know, trying to send in a book for publication uh, for a review. Um, maybe, maybe help them understand, like, you know, what you all are looking for, what you think libraries are looking for, you know, maybe in terms of certain types of nonfiction or certain types of fiction. I mean, obviously, if it's a well-known author, then that has a better chance because, you know, they're going to, people are going to be coming to that library and asking for that particular book. But anyway, maybe you just, how do you all define that concept of what libraries are looking for? Yeah, I mean, it could vary uh, depending on, you know, whether you're talking about adult books or youth or, um, audio, but, um, you know, I think, you know, as I mentioned before, libraries are continually reviewing their collection. They're weeding out books that may not have, be on the hold list. They're, they're adding new books, uh, continually. So, you know, books and also books that are part of a series might be popular with, for libraries, because if there's been one book published and there's a second book coming out, um, you know, their readership might want to want to read that second book um books that uh, books that are important for the library to have in their collection um, because of the author uh, or um the topic that's being discussed um like maybe it's gardening maybe it's um environment and sustainability or or some other topic there are topics and themes uh, that libraries can focus on that we focus on in book list so if the if the books align with those themes um and we we plan out our editorial calendar each year in book list so we're aligned with that and uh, communicate that to libraries then it's more likely libraries will add it to their collection um if like i said if it's Mm, you know, a little bit off the beaten path or esoteric in some ways, uh, then then we might we might not review it. Or if it's just not well written, then we might not not review it. Mm, okay. um, yeah. And then, who's doing these book reviews for y'all? Well, we have 
a number of reviewers on staff are, we have a pretty large editorial team. Um, they review, but they also manage our review process. So uh, we, we work with a large pool of freelance reviewers. Many of them work in libraries, so they have experience in libraries. Um, um, many of them are just writers or avid readers. Um, we have a review form that people who are interested in writing for us can fill out and, you know, we do sample reviews and that kind of thing to make sure, um, you know, they're, they're good reviewers and then, um, you know, we'll work with them. But many of our reviewers work in libraries and I think that's also keeps us connected to the library community. Yeah. Well, what's great about that is that if one of them is reading a book, they might even go, wow, this is amazing. I would want this for my library or, or, you know, this is about Montana. And I know somebody who's in a Montana library. And so that's great. Um, mm -hmm. So if someone submits a book for a review, how do they find out if they did or did not get a review in, you know, that's going to be posted on your website or posted on the, the, uh, in the print magazine? Um, it, it would, they did, they'd hear from the editor who's responsible for overseeing, for either writing the review or overseeing the review. Uh, they would hear back from the editor. Okay. So they'll say, Hey, it's going to show up. And then will they give them a time frame? Will they say, Hey, you know, like, do you all time the reviews for then when the, the book is publishing? Yes. Um, and I should say, usually the editors are in touch with publishers. We send out tear sheets. So, which means basically uh, we'll let publishers know. Uh, you know, what, what books are coming out, what's being reviewed and, you know, whether it got a starred review. Um, so the publishers then would normally be in contact with the authors to let them know. Yeah. And that's to be clear. Those are for books that are getting a review. If a book's not going to get a review, uh, my understanding is they, they just won't hear from you all, right? You get so many submissions um, that they, you just don't have time to be like, Okay, you didn't get one to the 5,000 people that... Yeah, I mean, they can ask and we can let them know. We, we Usually it's the publishers we let know. Um, but if nobody asks, then, then we, we don't usually uh, reach out. Okay. Now, yeah. some trade reviews post negative reviews and or they give the publisher, if they, it's a negative review, they give them the option to not post it. How does that work with Booklist? Yeah, for that, uh, I mean, Booklist has often been framed as a re uh, recommend-only publication. And what that means is we recommend it to be part of the library collection. Um, we think it has value for libraries and for library patrons and for collection development and readers' advisory. Um, uh, there might be books that, you know, maybe aren't popular or not you know, on the hold lists too often, but we still think it's an important book for a library to have in their collection. Um, so we'll review it. Um, um, it doesn't mean we're not critical in our reviews. We will, you know, not every review that we publish in Booklist is glowing. There may be criticisms woven in about, you know, the plot line or the writing or some other element. Um, so we, we will publish criticisms in our review, but um, basically everything that's published in Booklist, we recommend for the library to carry in their collection. Okay. And in terms of discoverability, so the librarians receive the magazine, the Booklist, and or they go on the website. 
So, like, do, do you know the habits of these librarians? I mean, let's say they're like a YA or children's librarian. Like, are they just sitting and reading all of the reviews to try to find the new books to get? Because um, I'm, I'm leading to something, which is the idea of advertising the review and or leveraging mm -hmm. the review. I'm wondering how much how much you can assume that if you just get a review and book list that you're like, cool, that's enough. Or you really recommend people going that extra step to now doing things to get the word out that the review exists beyond just that it exists. Well, we know that um, library workers read book list and I've done a lot of work within libraries just to talk to the collection development teams about how book list is used, um, how it's read, uh, how other library uh, workers read it. You know, in a lot of cases, uh, uh, libraries will attach a routing slip on the they'll staple it to the cover of book list and have a list of names of library staff and they'll route book list around so all this the copy of it the print copy so all the people that that work there who, who are interested in it will be able to uh, leaf through it and, and read book list so so we know that it's read um, and we also know that the advertisements in Booklist are reviewed because most of our advertisements are for books. So my understanding and in talking with a lot of people who work in libraries is that, uh, especially in collection development, library workers are always looking for for books to possibly be part of their collection. So Booklist is, is certainly a big part of that. But, you know, even when at the airport and they might see a book on a shelf or at Costco, they might be see books and, you know, ask themselves, Hey, wait, are these, are these books in our collection? Um, so they're continually looking for, for books that might be value add for their collection. And book list is a huge part of that. And it's well read because of that. Um, there are other, <laughs> other ways li library workers find books for their collection as well, though. And one question about that. So is your website, let's say like a librarian's like hearing about a book and they're trying to figure out if they should order it. Um, is there a way for them to search for that book and then see the book list review so they can go, what did book list say about this book? Yeah. Yeah, there is. Um, you know, in a book list subscription, you have access to the website as well, and you can find the book or book reviews online if you have a subscription. Um, our starred reviews are free for everyone. So if a book receives a starred review, which means in our editor's and reviewer's opinion, it's an excellent book, um, then those are all free for anybody. Uh, but if it didn't receive a starred review, then you need to have a subscription to see it. And you mentioned advertising. So even if someone does not get a review from Booklist, they can advertise their book in Booklist, right? Or yeah, they could purchase advertising space in Booklist. Yeah. Okay. And, and that you, happens. That happens. And if, but if you do have a Booklist review, would you then, I'm assuming, put that review in that ad, or how does that work? Um, I think you know, there's there's a little bit of a. I mean, I don't know if we'd want to publish a straight review as an ad. Uh -huh. um, most of the time, the ads are, uh, you know. Well, we have a media kit, so anyone who's interested in advertising can look at our media kit. It's on our, available on our website. We have different size ads available, um, and most authors who want to advertise their books will purchase a smaller size ad. Um, um, but 
you know, we could also, they could also purchase a full page ad and just have graphics in the ad and information about their book. Um, publishing a full review in the ad. I mean, that's something we just have to, you know, talk about with the author. And um, in terms of uh, other ways, so let's say that someone gets a good book list review. What do you recommend they do? One, you know, like in terms of getting it, the word out there that they got a good review. Like, where where should they post it on social media? Like, what what do you suggest they do to leverage that that review uh, so librarians see that review in in other ways? Yeah, um, posting it in social is always a good good thing to do. Tag us, um, you know, tag, tag booklist. We can we can like the post if they you know if they are happy with you know the treatment they received in our review um i think you know from from my experience library workers are very active and social so that's probably a, a great way a great sort of platform to get the word out okay and then and you mentioned there were interviews with authors in booklist how does that work do you all make the choice based on books that you all read and liked, and then you reach out to the authors and say, we'd like to do an interview, or can a publisher reach out to you all and say, hey, would you like to do an interview with my author? Yeah, usually the author interviews are um, in conjunction with one of our spotlights. And, you know, as I said earlier, we plan out editorial, our editorial calendar for the full year. So we, we have themes like sci-fi, fantasy, and horror is our August issue that just published. Um, or you know, environment and sustainable sustainability, or relationship fiction, or romance. Um, we in, in each issue, even though we have these spotlights, we publish reviews of everything. Um, but in a lot of cases, our interviews are in conjunction with our spotlights, and we also often we work across ALA on different awards. We also also often interview uh, authors of award-winning books in book list. Mm. Okay, I see. Um, and then um, I wanted to ask for your um, the different reviews, how do librarians know like where to buy the book? So um, do you all list where it's available or like like overdrive or like what how do you librarians know then, oh, this is a good book, here's where I should buy it? Yeah, well, many libraries, you know, purchase books through Baker and Taylor. Um, but in our review specifically, we list the publisher and the imprint and the ISBN. Um, so the book, uh, is pretty easy to find if you want to purchase it through, um, a wholesaler or, you know, from the publisher, um, uh, because we publish an imprint about what that contains all the metadata about the book. Yeah. And to be clear for anyone listening, you know, there are places librarians normally buy books. So you should definitely make sure your book's available in those places. So uh, are you able to list some of those types of places? Like I mentioned Overdrive. Um, and the reason I mentioned that is because if your book's not available in one of those locations, they might like it. And then, you know, if it's too hard for them to get, then they might just be like, well, I don't, I don't even know how to get this book. So uh, can you talk a little bit about that, the distribution access accessibility? Yeah, yeah. So uh, many of these places where you could purchase books, and I'll just use Baker and Taylor as an example license content from Booklist. They license content from other book review magazines like Library Journal and, and others. Uh, so, so what happens is whoever's in charge of purchasing the books at the library, they're probably you know, in collection development, will uh, 
create a list and in that system in Baker and Taylor, I'll just use that as an example. Um, the reviews are in there because they, they license our reviews. Um, and then they create a list and then they can purchase the books through there. So, so it's always good to have your review available in those systems like overdrive, Gale Cengage, Baker and Taylor, um, uh, to, you know, to be discoverable there. So, so it's really easy to just purchase it right through the systems. Okay. And uh, so we're getting near the 30 minute mark. I just want to make sure, is there anything else in terms of um, getting a book list review, uh, getting, you know, just maybe you, you know, you said you were a publisher, getting your books in the libraries, any other words of wisdom you wanted to share with other indie publishers out there who are trying to get into this really important market? Well, um, we've been talking quite a bit about collection development in this, um, and I really appreciate the opportunity. Thanks for inviting me. Uh, we, we did at Booklist launch a new product um, not too long ago named Booklist Reader, which is for library patrons um, and also bookstores, which, as we discussed, Booklist itself publishes pre-publication reviews, but Booklist Reader is really for library patrons to discover books that are out now and available. Um, and uh, we're really excited about that product. Uh, libraries seem to be excited about that product as well, as well as bookstores. Um, that's a shorter publication. Each issue is 32 pages, but libraries or bookstores purchase it in bulk, like 25 or 50 copies and put it out for patrons or customers to pick up. So that's another place uh, where uh, books can be discovered. It's another place where you know people can advertise their books, um, and we're really excited about that. And that's more readers' advisory, so it's a different discipline within the library, um, and so we're really excited about that. Where do people go to find uh, about Booklist Reader? Well, we have that information about Booklist Reader on our website, booklistonline.com. Okay. Okay. Great. Um, so, okay, cool. Well, people should check that out as well. Um, so again, I want to make sure everyone knows, uh, check out booklistonline.com. And if you want to specifically try to get a review, it's booklistonline.com forward slash get hyphen reviewed. So then there's a lot of guidelines about how you submit your book. Uh, IBPA does have that $75 discount on Blue Ink Review. And again, that's the a paid review um, so that you might want to check that out. And again, if your book's already been published. Um, and also, uh, IBPA, as you said, uh, represents about 300 of our members' books uh, at the American Library Association Conference every year. Um, and you all are affiliated, um, obviously, with ALA. And so uh, definitely, it's an amazing place to get exposure for books. I don't know if there's anything you quickly want to say about the ALA conference in terms of exposure for books to libraries. Well, it's... Uh, you know, we have it in a different city every year. The next, the, this last one was in Chicago, great venue. Um, the next ALA annual conference will be in San Diego in late, they're always in late June. Um, so June, 2024, uh, really excited about that. I will say that planning is basically year round for this conference. It's a huge conference. Um, you know, multiple thousands of attendees, a lot of focus on books, um, and it's just a really great place to be. So um, if for any of your listeners have a chance to, to head to San Diego in 2024, I highly recommend it. Yeah, and at our booth, we have this demo tables where our uh, authors and publishers 
can you know sit and have librarians line up to sign books and uh, that always goes over really well so that's another opportunity but yeah it's it's just a, a really great experience and it's nice to connect with like you said literally thousands of librarians um yeah so george this has been great this is a lot of amazing information uh, i really appreciate you taking the time but also that you all give publishers and you you accept indie publishers books um also you know to get access to libraries so so thank you for for that um and uh, if anybody wants to learn about membership for ibpa or um, all of our benefits uh, visit ibpa-online.org also make sure to subscribe to this podcast we drop episodes the last thursday of every month uh george thanks again for all your work and thanks for coming on here and chatting about uh book list and then all the great trade reviews you all do Thank you so much. Pleasure to be here. Thanks, everyone.